Well, hello everyone. I'm your host, Cindy Ketzel. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nine to Thrive HR. In this podcast, we team up with experts to bring you the best in HR, talent management, and business strategy. Want a little more from HCI? Stay tuned for a great opportunity on one of our award-winning conferences. Speaking of teaming up with experts, by the way, we would love to hear from you. If you have a specific topic in mind you'd like to hear from us, please email us at podcasts, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S, at hci.org. Today, I am joined by Lena Tonk. I am so excited to have Lena with us. Lena is the Senior VP of Marketing at iSolved. She leads a broad range of growth marketing and revenue marketing programs for the employee experience by providing top-rated HR software and services. Lena is known for her passionate, high-energy approach for brand-to-demand marketing, company culture, leadership, customer, and partner centricity. And I'll tell you all, I've just chatted with Lena a little bit and you, I can hear it in her, so I'm excited for the interview. Um, she's also a member of iSolve's senior leadership team. Lena's iSolved tenure spans 15 plus years, 19 M and A brand transitions, triple digit company growth, and the launch of the iSolved partner network. Now accounting, you're not going to believe this, for over a third of iSolve's 1,450,000 employers that are served. Whew. In the last two years, iSolved has undergone a major rebrand and hyper acceleration across every corner of the business, including a 60% increase in sales bookings a 600% uptick in brand mentions with, of course, Lena and her team as major drivers of marketing's contribution to this growth, enabling the company to grow from $30 million in revenue to $345 million existing revenue in 2022. Whoa, Lena, hello. I mean, how do you even sleep? Do you get rest <laughs> at all through all of this? Thank you so much oh for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, oh my gosh. It does sound like a lot once you uh, put it all together, but it is uh, it is a ride of a lifetime uh, of a career. It's, it's been an incredible experience and, and I love being on the HR industry probably what drives me not to sleep as much and maybe work even more. <laughs> I get it. I know whenever somebody reads a bio on me, I also am like, wait, I've done all of that? How have I done that? I don't, whoa, it sounds great. Well, no, I'm, and, and really, as I said, um, and to you, our listeners, Lena and I were just chatting and you can already tell um, just from my little chat with her prior to our uh, interview here, I can tell about her excitement about this topic. So listen, this is one thing I, I hopped on to learn a little bit more about iSolved and and Lena. And I'll tell you what, first of all, I got on their website and f- beautiful, um, eye-catching, bright colors, awesome, and, and just really like encourages you to kind of learn more about the business and the folks that are there and what you do. But one of the things, Lena, 
that I read there, and I know this is tied into what we're going to talk about, so I thought this was really important to bring in. When I looked to see what the mission of the company was, this is what it said, and I know this is not everything, but this was a statement from it. It just said, we're on a mission to help people exceed their goals through transformational employee experience. And I know that is such a hot topic. It's always been top of mind for people, but I think especially in the last few years, I know more and more organizations are really, really devoting resources. And Lena, I know one of the things that is your passion and your wheelhouse is marketing. So I am curious, just to get us started, what is your you know, opinion or thoughts on why marketing would want to be involved with this transformational employee experience? Well, there's a few layers to peel here. I think from my personal experience being in marketing, um, I've always had, and being on the HR industry too, we will always have that tendency to move closer and closer to HR and how close we can get to them. I would have to say that within the last two years here at iSolved, we our relationship with HR is tight. And I think that's part of our big success. Uh, it has been our relationship coming closer to HR, coming closer to who's driving the employee experience and the understanding even within the last two years that employee experience is not just HR's role, but everyone else's, uh, including marketing. We did run, um, and when I mentioned like peeling it all together is because just recently we ran a, a survey of uh, where we surveyed 500 HR leaders and within those insights they responded and this this question was asked specifically of them whether they felt marketing should be involved and they 65% of them said yes and, and then we started peeling that out more and more and what does that really mean why do they want us involved and and we on the notes and what we got out of it was uh, HR feels we need to be involved because of the important play we have on how we're perceived on the market and marketing does all of that. It's uh, And how do we leverage that uh, as an HR department? And, and look at me saying we as if I'm in HR, which I love that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I would say that employee experience uh, being top of mind uh, for everyone, uh, I believe marketing and HR coming together uh, has never been more important than, than, than it is today. Uh, being able to get out to market the same way you're talking internally as you will do externally, it's absolutely critical. How you treat, how you talk, how you behave with your employees and the relationship you have with them, is uh, it's so important internally and externally. Uh, I think these two departments have to just walk together every single day. Absolutely. I, I just had a class this week and somebody speaking of that, and I honestly hadn't thought about that before, Lena, but somebody in class this week said, you know, we're talking about change management. And she said, you know, we do all this cool marketing for our customers. Why aren't we doing that same internally? Like it's fun and, you know, catchy and we should be doing that inside for our internal customers too. And, and you said, and I loved this, I jotted this down, um, that uh, 
everyone needs to be involved, right? Like there's so many layers and, and not just HR. It's not just HR's responsibility around this employee experience. And I appreciate that you had said 65% said of that uh, survey said marketing needs to be involved. It's, it's so critical. And, and that you're feeling part of that team, right? By using that we, you feel like you're one with them. So I guess then my question would be, and I think listeners might want to know the reverse of this. Why do you think, or what are you hearing? Why would marketing not want to be involved in that employee experience? Not want to be involved? Um, gosh, I, I'll tell you, from the marketing perspective, it probably I, it's a great question that I should ask my team and see if they agree with me on this. But if you look back at how we work with HR, I think any company, HR comes in half through the year or any quarter randomly and says, well, you know, I need help with this or I need help with that. And the first answer I think marketing would normally have is, you know, we're swamped. Uh, we're really busy. <laughs> we're not able to help right now. And I think I found a key and this very tactical thing that we've done here is attaching your goals within marketing to the HR goals. So our team here at iSolved within marketing, we actually have goals attached to HR. And that helps the team say, okay, you know, my role in marketing, it is just as important as to support HR on what they're doing today. So I think that's absolutely critical, but I would say on the flip side, marketing would normally say, no, okay, well, every department is looking for me to support them. When you look at marketing or marketing or sales department, we're driven by very measurable goals. Um, we are here, very, very measurable goals. And that will be a number one that I would say marketing would say, oh, no, well, you handle the internal brand. I handle the, the external. And I have so many thoughts about that on how the internal brand is the external brand, the importance of all of them sounding, looking. Uh, and when you hear them, they, they have to be incredibly similar and off the same. Yeah, I think uh, something that might be really valuable for our listeners is your mention that uh, attaching those goals in marketing to HR goals, because I can certainly get marketing or communications or some of those maybe what feels like peripheral to HR are managing a lot of those departments and aren't making it a priority. But I love that you mentioned um, that if we align then it does become a priority is something we need to achieve. And, and it's an achievable, smart goal, if you will, at the end of the day, um, obtainable, if you will. Well, good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I think that's a really valuable place for us to start when we think about the collaboration between marketing and HR with a thoughts around employee experience. So let me shift gears just a little bit. I wanted to talk about that involvement first before we really got into some other questions, but what are your thoughts just in general um, when we think about employee experience? And I know there's this growing fascination um, to really consider that for organizations. Where do you think that's coming from or why do you think that's happening? Um, so 
I, I think I mentioned right before we got on when we chatted quickly that I just came back from um, Roadshow number 11 where we get to be in front of our customers. So HR leaders um, right face to face, which has been a fantastic experience, but we've been talking about this with them on and on. And it is so fascinating to see they have very similar answers um, to them the fascination has always been there. <laughs> so from their perspective, it has always been something they cared about and has something that has always been top of mind for them. But for everyone else, um, the fascination has just started because for the first time, the HR leaders have not only a seat at the table within the C-suite, but more importantly, they are, have become a strategic part of how you drive the company and where the company is going. So I think the fascination on employee experience uh, has a little bit to do with that. It has amplified, yes, but for HR leaders, as, as many as I've spoken to, they're like, it has always been there. It's just that everyone else has now seen it. Now, I do believe the pandemic is a big reason why uh, the shift on everyone else outside of HR and how we have amplified what employee experience is and means. The relationship between employee and employer is completely different than anything we did before. Pandemic started in you know, the early days, HR was struggling with, uh, you know, how do we make digital teams work uh, faster? How do we onboard employees digitally? How do you know they're not at the office? And then it shifted into now, how do we keep employees happy? How do we continue to increase retention? So I think the the fascination also has been amplified by the fact that we are all reading, listening, talking about it. But HR itself, I believe, has always had it. And I have yet to find an HR leader within this roadshow that I've spoken to that, that actually says, well, that has never been top of mind for me. So that I find that very interesting, too. I am fascinated with it uh, today, but I will tell you that I wasn't fascinated with it five years ago. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, that is interesting. And you're right. I feel like it's risen, right? I, I certainly get for my, even myself, having been in HR for a number of years, it's always been a value um, to myself, um, especially being a part of HCI. It's one of our communities that we talk about. Um, but I appreciate that you had mentioned, you know, that it is being amplified for others. And now we kind of all get to ride the wave together. <laughs> We're doing this as collaborators now, you know, which is, which is really great, which this is what leads me to my next question for you, because we talked about how uh, we feel like, you know, HR is not the only role now leading employee experience. So what would be, Lena, what would be your recommendation or opinion on the best approach for this idea for who owns employee experience now? Yeah, so I'm going to have, I think, I think I've, I've had an unpopular answer and then in a way some find it popular. So it's going to be, we'll, we'll see how you feel about this one. But I believe that absolutely everyone, 
It's not uniquely to HR. It's not uniquely to marketing. I believe that absolutely everyone needs to own employee experience. The way we build today relationships with our employees has completely transformed. So you have departments, for example, like IT. Uh, they have to ensure employees have access to the systems and tools that they need, that, you know, that, that they're providing what they need from the IT perspective, but it's done in a way that is that changes the employee experience for that employee. HR, you know, we've been speaking about it, you know, they have to have the programs that make employees belong, that they make them advocates of the company. Uh, obviously marketing, we've been touching on that. Uh, customer success, everyone should be part of how a company drives employee experience and how you impact how an employee feels about their company and their place within that company. What do you yeah. think? <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree, you know, but I've also been, you know, my, I've been in this learning and development HR hybrid role for so many years and you know, and I started my career as a social worker, which means I come from this place of people already and making sure people are okay and they're cared for and they feel like they belong. Right. I mean, those are basic tenants, even from my past life. Um, so no, I absolutely agree. And I think that you're right. And you're, you had mentioned earlier about HR with most organizations, HR are becoming a strategic partner. As you mentioned, we've got that seat at the table. We have become trusted advisors. So that exists, but how, you know, but now let's wrap around, not just for HR, but the manager, our people leaders, our managers, like you're mentioning, marketing, even just giving that example of IT. I mean, making sure people have the tools and resources to do their job makes me feel like I belong there, Absolutely. you know? Yeah, and then if you go into like uh, the belonging of like diversity groups and everything that you today, when you, you we must provide for employees. It's not just about the job, it's about how I feel about the job. It is so exciting what so we- So exciting. Right? <laughs> So exciting. I say to HR leaders when I'm at this roadshow, I'm like, the I know it's been tough, and I tell them this. I know it's been tough. I know you've had to become more creative than ever before, but the opportunity for HR leaders is like no other in any industry. It's an exciting time for it's, HR. And, and, and dare I say, and I might get shot down for this one too, it's about time. You know? like, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I mean, HR has, you know, when I think about where we came from decades ago, you know, always in this kind of this policing, you know, my first role in HR, it was kind of a policing role, right? Did you get your, did you get your required training done? Did you do this? Did you sign up for benefit, right? All of those kind of policing. So it's about, I love this. Like, I love that HR has an opportunity to drive this, but we get to bring everybody along with us. Yeah. It's so fun though. So it's exciting. So much yeah. more fun that way. 
Yeah. So, so then speaking of that, how do you all approach that idea of partnership or collaboration between, you know, HR marketing and that, the concept of employee experience? Yeah. So I think here at ISIL, we're in a really uh, exciting uh, time where the, the brand as a whole, we, we look at it as one. So we, we are one brand, one voice, for one team, uh, we're, our motto actually here at Ice of List, win as one. And, and we do believe that the brand that we leave here internally for our employees is the brand that our employees will also expose inter- externally. Um, that's how we've done it in the last couple of years. And, and I would have to say we've been very successful with it. There's nothing, obviously, we all know the challenges we have with recruiting today. And there's nothing like an employee's voice to attract uh, new hires and their voice, uh, you know, people are looking for balance. They're, they're reassessing where they want to be and, and what do they want to be doing for work. And, and having that employee voice uh, directly impacts us tremendously today. Yeah, absolutely. I was just helping a friend of mine um, waiting on a final confirmation for uh, job acceptance, job offer slash acceptance. And that's so interesting. You're talking about the employee voice. Because I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to get online and I'm just going to read what do people say about this particular company. And it was so, from an HR perspective, I'm reading through and, and you know, voice after voice of folks, and they're anonymous, and so I get that too, but you know, voice after voice of these either current employees, past employees. I loved working there because I love the people. I love that the company took care of us. I love the benefits. I, and I was like, what? I mean, that was pretty outstanding, right? And you know what that means is happening internal to the organization. Yeah. There's an extension of it, right? That's so, so much so that these people are, I mean, again, I know it's anonymous, but so much so that these people are anonymously externally utilizing their voice to tell others like how how loyal they feel to that particular company. I agree. 100%. It's so cool. It's so cool. So what, you know, when we think about joint partnership, you know, between some different concepts or ideas or even groups within organization, what what would you say, Lena, what would be an example of perhaps uh, a joint partnership program? or initiative, whatever language you want to use for that, that your team has carried out with HR? So I was saying early on goals um, being key. So around December, we we meet with um, our chief people officer, Amy Mosher, who, you know, in the past, you know, thinking of my relationship with HR wasn't, you know, us tidy. I, I describe it as transactional. They got what they needed from us and, and vice versa, which today, I mean, I speak to Amy every single day, which is pretty great <laughs> every single day, really. And um, in, in December, we get together and we plan ahead. We even have joint budgets and some lines and initiatives, and that helps us a lot. But uh, that come to mind, there's there's two initiatives probably that come to mind that I think we've that we partner with that have been very successful for us, and they have been incredibly exciting for the company, not just HR and marketing alone. So we we release a new 
advocacy program for our customers, our partners, so externally in a way last year. And at the same time that we build that advocacy program, we, we partner with HR to build an advocacy program that was one of the same. So kind of what I was saying. So most companies are in the past, you know, when I, when I think of it, I always build advocacy programs ex to think of the customer, to think of my partner. But uh, what we did is we ran an exercise and said, you know what, Let, let's build this advocacy program from the inside out. And it was the best decision made. So I don't know if you've heard about it, but we're all over. We, we kind of made a splash in the industry last year when we got out of, with it uh, with ISO People Heroes. But so the concept behind our advocacy program is that our, the way we see our HR leaders is they are heroes to their employees. I don't think there's an employee that can't say HR is not my hero. And the, the reason they can be is because we help them be those heroes for them. So we want to be the heroes for our heroes that are heroes to their own employees. And but there was this little missing piece to that. So me, Lena, as an employee, what does that mean to me? So we, we build what we call Eyes of People Heroes Sidekicks. And we are the sidekicks. Oh. <laughs> And uh, so we, they, our brands, like uh, visually and whatnot, like you said, you were on our website. So we have capes and we run all kinds of different like lunches and events internally. And, and it's really, really fun because you see the employees embracing advocacy. But the moment you, the magic happens, uh, I start seeing the magic when the employee um, embraces that ISO People Hero sidekick role with the customer. So I, I found out the moment I realized the magic was happening is I heard a customer success manager showed up to one call with a customer with their ISO People Hero cape. No, that's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. And then the customer said, oh my gosh, I just signed up for ISO People Hero. So are oh. we both heroes? And like, so that has been incredibly successful for us. It's been impactful for our customers, of course, our partners, but also for our own employees because we are leaving the brand from the inside out. So that has been one good example uh, to build something like that too. We, we absolutely have to be thinking of budget and you know all the details that come in behind the scenes that just, so we did, review that early on which allow us to you know build it as big as we did um the other one that comes to mind is um so we use um post beyond um so they're not paying me to mention them here <laughs> but uh and there's lots of different softwares that do this but what we do is we have the ability within marketing to build the voice within uh, this software where it's just posts that they can use in all their different social networks. And they could either write their own, but we pull the images in, or we can give them some ideas on what they want to write or, you know, some of the voice that we use. And initially for me, I thought, okay, this is going to take some work. We're going to, it's going to take some convincing for them to just like get on it. It has been a powerhouse. There's been no convincing anybody to use this. 
So when you go to LinkedIn, you probably see lots of our employees. Um, so they use this tool that allows them not to create every single post alone, but at least we're giving them the image easily and some of the background on it and what it means and they just make it their own. Um, so I think that we had, they were reporting last week that we have over 15,000 posts across the employee base which meant that they were interacting over 62,000 times. Wow. Insane. That's <laughs> insane for something that you thought, oh my, how am I going to get people to buy into yep. this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So HR obviously loves said We use it for, again, our biggest challenge that we have, uh, you know, all over the world is, you know, recruiting. So we use it for recruiting and that helps HR tremendously. But, you know, the brand comes from inside out and it's fantastic. That's right. I mean, that's who I want to hear from, right? Like I want to hear what the employees have to say and you're making it easy for them. Yes. And that's key right now. <laughs> Make it easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said something, and this is where my brain was going already anyways, because resources, is finances, resources, whatever you want to term it, right, always comes into question. And I do think, again, because of everything that we have mentioned, I do think employee experience is definitely higher on the totem pole. But what do you think? How about, and I think this is really great for our listeners because I love like, how do we do this? What do you think HR can do to make the case for marketing to be more involved in employee experience? Yeah, so gosh, I think I'm going to go back to to goals because to make the case, uh, well, for, for instance, you almost have one foot in already, like we keep saying about time, <laughs> but you know, the, the C-suite is listening to HR right now. They have that strategic uh, say today. And what I would say would work is setting up those goals presenting the goals on why marketing, why partner with marketing and how are we going to do this together, but what the outcome will be. So from my perspective, it will be a brand rich of everything. So I want one brand that doesn't speak differently. So how do we build a brand that doesn't speak, that marketing's not doing their thing and then HR is doing their thing here internally. So one brand for all and make the case for that and build goals around that. That will be one. And But more importantly, how do you extend that brand reach uh, into what I was uh, mentioning, our advocate program? Like how do you, empower your employees to be advocates and be impacting you within HR within one of the biggest challenges you have today, recruiting, for example. And um, I think another one that our HR team mentions often to me is they often say, we, we talk to people every day, but we love the way marketing helps us with communications. So making that case on, you know, I want to partner with marketing because we all want to sound the same. They are the leaders in creativity when it comes to writing and, and things like that. So making that case on, I could probably 
talk to my employees much faster and they'll reach them much faster with the creativity partnership that I will have with marketing if I partner with them um, to impact their employee experience. So th those will be the things that I would do. It will be show the outcome, build the goals um, and be one brand, one brand for all. Yep. Yep. I'm just writing this down. Show the outcome, share those goals and be one brand, which you had mentioned earlier that you all were working on um, through with iSolved is that win as one. So this kind of echoes that same sentiment that you had shared about earlier. Right, right. I, I do think, um, you know, when I look back and when we were uh, building even advocacy programs in the past, but aside from that, we would often sound different. Even us and I, so we, we tended to, to speak about ourselves a little bit. And no, let our employees speak about us. Let them speak about us. Let our customers speak about us. And if we all have one brand, we will all probably be speaking very similarly. Yes, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you've... Uh, people are excited about what you all are doing in, in your organization. They see, I mean, ugh, it's amazing. I love it. And yes, I am going to dig more into the uh, I Solved People Heroes. I'm, I'm so curious about this. I, I saw a mention of it, but I didn't dive into it. So I'm going to check that out a little bit further. It's always good to hear what other people are doing, you know? So Lena, thank you. But I, before we finish up though, and I, and I was kind of being serious, kind of being funny, but I had mentioned earlier, you know, how do you find time to sleep? But something else that I had read um, in your bio, and I hadn't mentioned it earlier, but I had read that you are a member of a network of women in executive leadership called Chief. And that just really stood out to me. Um, can you tell us, if you have just a minute here, can you tell us what it means to you to be a part of that and to be empowering those around you? So Chief, I joined Chief um, in December and um, it has been incredibly transformational for me um, as a woman, I would say. I, uh, I am originally from South America, from Colombia, so as a Latino and um, being in the workforce uh, for several years here at ISOLT, the transformation that we've uh, gone through as women and, and the seat we have at the table and the voice that we have has been beautiful for me to watch um, and not always beautiful along the way. And Chief uh, is, uh, if you haven't heard about it, is a private network that is, it's really the purpose and it's designed uh, for executive women uh, to empower women uh, as they go along. So um, I, I joined them in December, like I said, and I have my core group of women that I can ask any questions, any challenges. Uh, we, our role is to truly just share experiences, build each other up. Uh, when we're down, let's talk about it. And you said something critical. When do you find time to sleep? And sleep every eight hours every day. But I would say that um, being part of women in leadership has been a passion of mine. And I found that passion maybe five years ago. I made that switch when I realized that seeing women, um, diverse women especially, uh, reach uh, new heights uh, and new um, possibilities and made, just made, just fulfill me so much. Uh, so I, 
I was after a network that that could give that to me, but I also have that here at ISOLT. I'm also part of our uh, women in leadership group here at ISOLT. Also, I got involved early on with our, um, we're owned by ISOLT KKR, and I'm also uh, part of their women in leadership group. And, and it, they sound like big groups and that they do big things. And when it comes down to it, it's women just, talking to women about the day-to-day and how we can challenge each other, how we can build each other up and how we can do more for each other. That's really all it is. I love it. Well, it's interesting what crosses my mind when you're saying this, whether you're at iSolved or whether you're involved in these many leadership groups, you are building inside out. You're doing that, right? You're doing it whether you're in your organization and at that level, but you're also doing it with all these women that you're working with. So, oh, I love it. I I, I could get a little uh, teary-eyed here. I might, but I just, I love listening to that. So thank you so much for sharing all of your experiences. I really appreciated it. No, thank you so much for letting me share it. Yeah. So much fun. I loved it. It's been great. And thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. This has been awesome. Of course. And, you know, hopefully this won't be the last time. Yeah, we'll have to hear what, you know, a year from now, we'll have to hear what great crazy, you know, we've got, we've got the heroes and the sidekicks. There could very well be a whole nother group coming. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And to our listeners, I just have a few things I want to wrap up before we finish up with Lena here. One, you heard me say at the top of the hour, but please shoot us an email uh, at podcasts, that's with an S, at hci.org if you have any suggestions for topics. Also a great opportunity for you um, if you are planning to or haven't planned to but would like to join our conference, Inclusive Diversity Recruitment Hiring with Equity, you can use code HCIPOD, that's P-O-D, 25 HCI POD 25 and you'll get 25% off for that particular conference. That coupon is good all the way up till the conference date which is July 20th, 2022. Also, finally be sure to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. Your rating helps other professionals and talent-minded people discover our program. For Nine to Thrive HR and all of us here at HCI, we appreciate you for tuning in. And again, thank you so much, Lena, for being with us today. Thanks, everyone.